When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome to the Match Committee with Jack Heffern and Terry Wallace. And later, it's AFL Nation's coverage of Carlton and St Kilda live from Marvel Stadium with Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell and Jordan Lewis. The Match Committee for the Mazda Open Road Sale now on. Good evening and welcome to the Match Committee as we start to wind our way through what could potentially be the last set of games in Victoria for the short term. We don't know what the fixture looks like and it's looking more and more likely that beyond this week, the fixture will be torn up. So everything that you thought you knew about round six, maybe you won't know by possibly tomorrow or certainly by early next week. But all the same, we have a lot to discuss here on the Match Committee, as always. It's thanks to Mazda. Jack Heverin joined by the best analyst in the business, Terry Wallace. Hello, Platt. Hello, Jack. How are you going? Looking forward to tonight's game. The one thing that I like about this floating fixture that we've got, and uh, it sends everyone into a tailspin when things are changing left, right and centre on a Monday when the, the footy starts on a Thursday. But the one thing I do like about it is if a side is playing well, or a couple of sides are playing well, they can be rewarded. And yeah. that's what's happened tonight with Carlton and St Kilda. You know, both in winning vein of recent times, and so therefore they go on to the, the main stage, which that's the one positive about what yeah, what is a pretty difficult time. Well, you think about, you go back probably three, maybe four years ago, and Carlton had that run of Friday night games, and they were unwatchable. That, there's no other way to put it. They were unwatchable. And basically, the, the public voice saw them shipped off from Friday footy and put into other fixtures. So it's good that they're going to get this opportunity and, and they've earned that opportunity. Absolutely. And St Kilda are not in a dissimilar position that they haven't really had a, a chance to be on free-to-air TV this year so far. So, uh, yeah, both clubs have earned that, I think. And yeah, it'll be an interesting game in itself. And a lot should come out of uh, match committee tonight because, you know, there's been, well, I think last weekend, the injuries uh, and the toll on a, a few clubs, it'll be interesting to sort of see how teams balance it off. It's always thanks to Mazda and the open road sale. Discover great value across the entire Mazda range, which is on now. one 736 is how you can join us here on the match committee ahead of Thursday night footy. We'll take you to Marvel Stadium next hour. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell will be there. Jordan Lewis is there as well. But you've got the best brain in the business, Terry Wallace here. You can also send us a text 0433 98 11 16. Ahead of the team's landing in about 25 minutes from now, anything that you want to discuss with your team, a move that you'd like to see made, a move that you're wondering why it hasn't been made or isn't being made, I reckon there might be a few Demon supporters who wouldn't mind getting on that one. Whatever it is, 1300 736 736 to pick the brains 
of Terry Wallace. Well, there's so many things. I mean, we go to tonight's game again, and we, we only saw it last week, the, the opportunity for Rowan Marshall to play as the number one ruckman, the only ruckman, and uh, the impact that it had on him. And you just got to go to that game. And I know Nan Curvis played pretty well in the game as well, but at one stage there was 30 clearances and St Kilda won 20 yeah. of the 30 and really sort of set themselves up to get on top of uh, off the Tigers early and he just looks a different player when he's by himself. So that's a, a little one. Uh, there's another one from tonight's game that I'm really fascinated in with the skipper, Jaron Geary. Yeah, now this has been mooted during the week. He's back in tonight, Jaron Geary. Where's he going or who's he going to? I think if he... I will be very surprised if he's not um, tucked into Sam Doherty from the start of the game, yeah, skipper and skipper, uh, just for the fact that you know, we saw Doherty last week and, uh, you know, Essendon can have their own sort of say on why they allowed him so much freedom in that game, but a guy who sets up so well from behind, so many times he was the spare. So mm. not only was he sort of setting up and creating, but he was actually a spare player playing back there at times. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be allowed to happen again. If we go back to the last game that Geary played, it was against the Bulldogs, and he went after Johannesson as a yep. as a lockdown forward rather yep. than you know they're trying to develop their uh, their young backs and and they're coming on quite well those young defenders for the Saints. So they played him in a different role. We know how disciplined he is. I think you'll go to Doherty. Just before we get to our calls, and there's a stack of them to get to, but don't be shy. One 736 736 The ruck roll. I did last week's game with you. I've done the Saints a couple of times with you now. Uh, I'm not going to put words into your mouth, but you're a big believer in Rowell Marshall rucking one out now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. I just think that you you developed a uh, guy last year where you weren't sure. I mean, if you go back to St Kilda two or three seasons ago, they were flipping and changing their ruckman all the time. They really didn't know where that was going to look for the future. All of a sudden, Rowan Marshall jumps out of the Wheaties last year and becomes maybe the number three, four, five, somewhere around that seed out of all the rucks. You know, we take it for granted that uh, Grundy and Gorn are one and two. Yeah, sure. And then you could argue the point of who was the next best, um, high up in their best and fairest last year. And then that changes the dynamic of that for the first few rounds where all of a sudden Paddy Ryder comes in. At times he actually started as the number one. Uh, St Kilda, the word coming out of St Kilda was that they believed that they could turn Marshall into a... Uh, key forward. I didn't see that from any of the uh, the games. I watch every game. So I, Why would you want to? I'm not sure. When you got runner-up in your best and fairest as a starting ruck and he's in the top three or four in the competition and ruckmen don't exactly just fall out of trees. Like, clubs search decades trying to find a good ruckman. Correct. Uh, so it, it didn't make any sense to me either, but... Um, I just thought again last week when he was, you know, he kicks two goals around the ground. Well, so he kicked more goals around the ground than what he actually kicked when he was playing as yeah. a forward. So I just think that that's his role in the side. Uh, if you get Paddy Ryder to your football club as a backup, I've got no issue with that. Every club needs a good, strong, you know, backup uh, player, and Paddy Ryder would be absolutely superb in that area. Or if Paddy Ryder can play as a forward, which I don't think he can. And I don't think he wants to, yeah. Correct. But uh, as a forward who gets a little run in the ruck, like, you know, that happens with the best so uh, sides in the comp, um, got no issue with that. But it, it 
just doesn't work the other way. Let's get to your calls. one 736 736 to join us on the match committee with thanks to Mazda. Matt's in Eltham first up tonight. Hello, Matt. G'day, mate. Um, I just wanted to talk about Josh Caddy playing on the wing. I just think with the um, Twin Towers struggling, I think he's time to go back to his forward. He's got that X factor. Uh, look, he, he came into the side... Uh, two weeks ago, underdone. I've got no doubt that he was underdone. Uh, there's been talk about, is he still carrying a little bit of an injury? Uh, you know, it's hard to sort of know whether that's the case or not, unless you're internal at, at the football club. I thought it was a real struggle for him last week. Even his physicality's gone down a notch. Uh, there were times last week where he allowed Hill, and we know Hill's such a great runner. You're not going to catch Hill if Hill gets goal side of yeah, you. Yeah, there was some vision that I think Matthew Lloyd showed on the AFL website that didn't paint Josh Caddy in the best no, light. But you, a big bloke like Caddy should never be allowing Hill to pass him by in the first place. And just the physicality of his game wasn't quite where it was. I thought he was off the week before in his first game back. Better after half time, but certainly very, very quiet. So it's not working for him in the position that he's playing. I don't disagree with you. The only thing is, as another stronger body player, can he sit alongside of... Like, so he used to sit alongside of Rewalt, but can he sit alongside of Lynch and Rewalt? That's the question. Can he do it because of how high Jack's playing? Jack's not playing a traditional inside 50 forward at the moment, is he? he for, for all the criticisms that Rewalt's getting, he is a long way from his natural habitat. He's yeah. a long way from goal at the moment. I, I, my answer to that would be still no, yeah, okay. because I think that uh, their ability to put pressure on with small forwards is what makes them, and they've already gone one bigger bloke in there with Lynch being there alongside of Rewalt of recent times. Now, that won them a premiership, There's so I'm not... Uh, doubting that, but to put another one in there, yeah. and I don't think I think the physicality of the contest is Caddy's ability. I don't think the the chasing out and the harassing and the on ground pressure side would really add to to it as much as what the mosquito fleet does. Matt, hope that answered your question. Appreciate your call. David's in Mernda, one three hundred seven three six seven three six to be with us here on the match committee. Evening to you, David. Yeah, good evening, boys. Love listening to the call, obviously. Uh, look, uh, Terry, I just wanted to, to ask with you. Obviously, I'm starting to notice as a huge St Kilda fan that um, Brett Ratton is a huge man of the swing man either side. So what's your take? It? Um, obviously, no Zach Jones in tonight. So I think what they're going to do is um, move uh, Long and also Geary and switch them between the back and the forward line just to um, really mix things up a bit tonight. You know, I think Geary will uh, play as a tagging forward. I just think that he'll play on Sam Doherty. That's uh, my mindset on it. As I said, they've been wanting to develop these uh, young defenders that they've they've got, and they're coming along really nicely. So I don't think the way they're structured at the moment and for their future that Geary's got a spot in that back line, but he's got a spot because he's a leader. Sure. And so, therefore, you find the mark for him, and the mark for him uh, the last time he was in the side was as a lockdown forward because his disciplines are so strong. So who was the player that set up Carlton so well last week? It was Sam Doherty. Who is the uh, the leader and the organiser of the Carlton back end? It is Sam Doherty. So I just sort of see him going after that. Hill has the capabilities of swinging him around, and I think that they will uh, uh, do that if need comes. I think he'll start wing, but certainly has that ability. The one thing while we're on Brett Ratton, 
Brett Ratton had the hardest job, in my opinion, of any of the coaches coming into the start of this year because he had about six new players. So virtually a third of the team were new. All of a sudden, coronavirus comes in. They can't train together. You haven't got that capabilities of getting the, uh, the connection between everyone mm. working as well. Fine if you've got a side that's been up there, up there, up there, and you might have added one or two into your into your lineup because your connection's there with your players. Their understanding of how that team plays their game is there. St Kilda had to almost start from scratch that's again. A good point. And they've done it very, very well. So the best is yet to come. Is that what you're saying? I think absolutely. From point of view? I think absolutely. And uh, credit to their coaching staff to get it as good as what it is at this point. And I think the best is definitely uh, yet to come once they start to all train together again. Saints and the Blues coming up next hour. We'll take you to Marvel Stadium after 7 o'clock tonight. Let's go to Chris in Ballarat. Wants to talk about the pies. Hello, Chris. G'day, boys. How are you? We're good. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Hey, player, I was just wondering how it's gone down and Isaac Quainer was rated as a very good defender and an early pick in the draft. So I was wondering if he might get a game or has he not been playing or what? Uh, well, no one's been playing. All they've been doing is scratch matches apart from that. Yeah, well, will it be Quainer? Will it be Scharenberg? I, I, Scharenberg's th- taller. Yeah, I, I would think that Scharenberg is the natural one to give the opportunity to. He's been a man lost for a long uh, long period of time now. Travis Varco, different type of player but and a different role. He would be somebody that they'd consider because he's almost... Um, you know, when in trouble, break glass. Yeah. For, for you know, Varco, I mean, he's a senior player. But you are right, they brought Quainer to the, uh, you know, to the team. He was that half-back type of role. So it'll be interesting to see which way selection goes. I've got a leaning, just with the size-wise, towards Scherenberg. I think that's probably the way they're going to go too. But um, you hear, we're hearing a lot of good things about the way that Isaac Quainer's progressing and he was one of their early draft picks and... He's a player for the future, no doubt. No doubt. Ryan's in Port Campbell. Nice little part of the world. Hello, Ryan. Oh, g'day, fellas. How are you? We're good. Good, Ryan. That's good. Hey, I've just, I've just wanted, I've, I've got a question there for, for Terry. Uh, what, what do the Bombers need to go to the next level? I know that you know we've, we've got a good list. We've, we're going through a bit of a, a, a coaching kind of changeover at the moment. I don't think that we've got a real general that. Um, solidifies the team and and pushes us to win all the time. What, what do we need to go from you know a B grade team to to get to top four? I, I still think that there's a few parts of the uh, connection. My worry with the back half of the ground is just whether the key position players are going to be able to hang on long enough to be there when Hooker and Hurley when Essendon become good. You know, will they still be there? I've got my doubts on whether that's the case or certainly got my doubts on whether they'll be at the level that they were you know, when they're playing their best yep. by the time that the side's ready. I've always thought that you, you need somebody who is a grunt leader through the middle of, of the ground. Now, you've gone out and got players who have got class in those areas uh, but not necessarily the, uh, the absolute grunt side of the game. And obviously the key forward structure is the main issue when it's been Joe Danaher. Now, when you park somebody and you wait and wait and wait and wait for them, sometimes you're not developing somebody else or you're not going out and sourcing somebody because the person's at your football club, but you can't get them on the park. And that's the hard thing, though, isn't it? You would have been in hundreds of these conversations. You sit in a room 
and you've got a whiteboard, your list management group and your recruiting group, you've got a whiteboard. If we're in 2020 now, these conversations about Essendon's team were going on four years ago. Correct. And every single time, probably one of the first players you would have put on the whiteboard, full forward, Joe Danaher. Correct. So uh, you don't go and recruit because you think you've got your answer Correct. He's, he's parked there, uh, but you can't get him You can't get him on the ground. And it's, a, it's an awkward one, and it's happened at a lot of football clubs. I think personally it's hurt the Sydney Swans because I thought that you know, go back two or three seasons ago when they couldn't get Reed onto the ground and yep. couldn't get him onto the ground regularly. As much as what you like somebody, sometimes you've got to go, hang on, we've got to go past them. And why I'm saying that with Reed, just for the example of Danaher, is because – you knew Buddy was getting to a ripe old age. You knew you had a contract with Buddy that was going to take him deep, deep into his 30s. Your other key forward has to be able to stand up and play right. every single week. Yep. And so to, to have two of them that were potentially going to be in the same situation, you sort of got what you've got. And, uh, you know, to me, in some ways, Sydney have got to, take that on board for themselves. While we're on the Bombers, uh, Ryan, thanks for your call. James is in Mornington. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to join us on the match committee for Mazda. James also wants to have a chat about the Bombers. And just Devin Smith. I mean, people might sort of say, uh, well, hang on, you know, he's grunt because he's a tackle expert and he was, you know, his first year when he won the Crichton medal, I mean, he was the best tackler in the, in the competition. What I meant is just the big body. Yeah, Lang sure. Langford needs to be that player for them. Uh, whether he's it's got Fife, it's Bonsampelli, it's Cripps, correct. it's yeah. Whether he's got the mental dynamics, he's got the physical shape, but whether he's got the mental dynamics to sort of say, "Come on, I'm you know, put, I'm going to put you on my back and take you there." That's still a question that you know, jury's out for me. Uh, James is in Mornington, ready to go for us. G'day, James. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, my question, oh, yeah, I want to talk about Essendon as well. Terry, looks like um, Hibbard and Phillips have both got a debut for the Bombers uh, come in for Meriden and Bell Chambers. Um, do you bring in Connor McKenna straight away? And Darcy Parrish, I'd like to see him start in the midfield. They'd play him as a forward and then um, I feel like put him in the gut and he gets it done, especially on a wet night tomorrow night. Yeah, I love Darcy Parrish in the wet. I think he is one of those... Yeah, he's an absolute wet tracker, isn't one he? One <laughs> of those footballers in the competition that just you know, have their game at another level when the, uh, when the, you know, the going is uh, heavy, talking in racing parlance. But, um, yep. so, yeah, so got no issue, particularly on a wet night, for him to be able to go through, uh, through the middle of the ground. Do you bring McKenna straight back? I would like to support the guy how much footy he's played or how much training loads he's done will have a major part to do with that. Uh, I've heard uh, John Worsfold speaking about yeah, being betwixt between whether they do or whether they yeah, the don't. the risk-reward. I'm thinking they're probably not going to, by the way. I listened to, uh, to Wusher over the last sort of 48 hours, but uh, I would be supporting the guy. He's good enough to be in their side. His dynamics is good enough. Even if he's marginally down for his first week... Yeah, running him around in scratch matches, he's not going to get any better doing that, so I'd be sort of more likely to play him. Is he playing as a defender? He wants to play as a forward. Yeah, and no. that's And that's been a lot of the, the source of his frustration over the last 12 months is he wants to be a forward. You're the coach. What are you saying to him? I, well, what I'm saying to him is I want to be a rock star, but I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> not, go, I'm not I, going I, I to I would be. argue you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be. So, uh, no, you play where you're best suited for the club. 
And to me, he's best suited as a defender. You think, I mean, they've got Fantasia down the other end. Yeah, McDonald, Tip and Woody. McDonald, Tip and Woody. Devin Smith when he's there. They need him in the back half of the ground. Adam's in Packingham has been waiting patiently to talk about the Demons. G'day, Adam. G'day, guys. Um, Terry, bear with me a sec, but first, I just want to make sure that you give me a brutally honest answer. <laughs> fire um, away. Simon, Simon Goodwin. Now, I believe he's in the last year of his contract, um, and there is seems to be, to me, in my mind, absolutely no pressure. I haven't seen one thing in the media about it. Now, you may as well play a recording of him. He may as well not turn up to his press conference every week because every week he says the same thing. Our connection going forward was poor, opposition too good. Now, that's great, but he never tells us what is actually going on. And to me, what's going on, Terry, is we seem to get plenty of the ball and we can't catch it, keep it inside our front 50. And I think that if he is continuing, if he wants to be our coach going forward... He's, he's got to get us to the finals this year. Otherwise, I don't think that... Uh, I think we've got a list that should be there. And if he's not the right man, then let's find someone who is. Adam, I don't think you'll be playing finals this year. That's only my own opinion. Uh, you should be supporting your side and sort of saying, yeah, well, gee, I think we're good enough to. No problems with your assessment whatsoever. Where I sit, I don't think they will. My biggest issue, and I have got an issue with, uh, with Melbourne, is that if you say you've got a connectivity problem... Week in, week out, week in, week out. You've left out two of your best kickers straight away. I mean, you, you've got one at two who's been fantastic for you for the last six years. Yes, he had a little bit of a dip in form in Neville Jetta in the back half of the ground who uses the ball well. And then you've brought Harley Bennell to your club to fix a few of the forward end problems. And you say he's good enough to be picked for round two which gets cancelled, sorry, round yeah, round two, which gets cancelled, but not good enough to be picked for round three. Yeah. And now he's got issues about his defensive actions and work in the side. But he didn't have de- those deficiencies from your assessments from round one to round two because you selected him in round two. So there's two players who can kick the ball and can make you. Now, whip Harley Bennell. Whip him into shape to make sure that those defensive aspects are part of his game, to make sure that the team leaders are pushing him game day because what he brings on the other side, you don't have. The other part is, and you mentioned it, Adam, is that you can't catch the ball, mark the ball, as people will want want it to be said, you can't mark the ball inside your forward 50. 16th in the competition. You're going with one key position player in McDonald. Now... Both Wiedemann and Brown, different players for different reasons. Wiedemann was the player that the Melbourne Football Club believed was going to be good enough that they were prepared to let Jesse Hogan go home to fix up the back half of the ground to make sure that that was consolidated in the back half of the ground because we had Wiedemann coming along as a player. If he hasn't become the player that you want, you went and got Brown to make sure that you had a backup player just a nice, solid, reliable player that you can put in the side if you've got an injury or if somebody's not right. You decide to go without either of them. So why did they have a connection problem last week where they kicked two goals in the first half and three goals by three-quarter time? Well, all of a sudden, McDonald went down during the game mm. as well. You don't play a second ruck, so you haven't got a forward ruck playing down that end of the ground. 
all of a sudden McDonald goes off the ground for 20 minutes. You haven't got a key position player. Then I sit there and go, well, how, how have Wiedemann and Brown been going in the scratch games? We've heard that they've been kicking goals in those scratch games. I can't understand the selection of this side at times. And some of the players that are getting games in that team at this moment, doesn't mean that they won't become good enough, at this moment aren't good enough for AFL footy. Well, let's see what the team looks like for Melbourne when it lands very, very shortly. They're playing Sunday, so we'll only get a squad tonight. I hope I went hard enough for you, Adam. I think Adam, that's exactly what Adam wanted. Just a couple of quick snippets that are starting to come through. From a Collingwood point of view, it will be Matt Scharenberg who plays Adam Trelaw back in as well. And they are breaking the glass because Travis Varco is coming in for the Pies and for the Bulldogs. Easton Wood, Josh Shackey and Ling Jong, some of their inclusions. Ben Cunnington in for North Melbourne. We'll go through all of those very shortly. Matt's in Ascot Vale just before we head to the break. Hello, Matty. How are you going? Good. Um, There's a lot of thoughts about introducing zones in to the game, which I think would be very hard to enforce and also from a player perspective to manage. Why don't they just introduce one player has to stay in the 50? And I think the follow-on effect of that would be that you'll find other defenders aren't going to want a Tom Lynch, you know, one-on-one in the 50 line just to improve it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, everyone's got a different opinion on it. Some people have got three staying inside 50. Some have got you know, two. You've got one. Uh, I don't know what the answer is going to be. You're talking about things, or we all are talking about things, Matt, that are speculative. We don't even know whether they're considering you know, putting no. you know, zones into it. Uh, others have spoken about pl- less players on the ground. Uh, look, I don't know what the answer to this one is. Um, I live in them now. I mean, what happens in the future is going to happen in the future. And to spend a lot of time speculating on it, I'd rather talk about the things that we actually know rather than what is just purely speculation. If you're going to do that, Matt, and appreciate you calling, I'm I'm the same as you. I'm not the talk about the state of the game. I'll admit there's some pretty crummy games right now, but I I really think it'll improve. I'd go two. If you're going to zone off, I'd have two back so that you've you've at least got a couple of options to kick to. But that's just my view. Yeah, and if... If it is one, is, is two or one any difference to actually be able to adjudicate? I wouldn't have thought so. No. That's all thanks to Mazda and the open road sale. Discover great value across the entire Mazda range, which is on now. The teams are starting to filter through. The West Coast Eagles have got very busy at the selection table ahead of their game mm. against Sydney on Saturday afternoon. couple of debutants for the Bombers, which is a good story. And a whole lot more still to come. Some good names coming back in for the Kangaroos as well. Stay with us here on the Match Committee. Who's in? Who's out? The Match Committee. For the Mazda Open Road Sale, now on. Who's in? Who's out? The Match Committee. For the Mazda Open Road Sale, now on. Good to have you with us here on the Match Committee around Australia. 0433 is our number. On the text, you can also give us a call on 1300 736 736. That's 1300 736 736. It's all thanks to Mazda and the open road sale. Discover great value across the entire Mazda range, which is on now. Just before we get to all of the teams, a statement has just landed from the AFL. The AFL is in... Oh, yeah, I know. The AFL was today informed that a Marvel Stadium security contractor who last worked during the day on Monday the 29th of June has tested positive for COVID-19. 
The security contractor who worked a shift patrolling a stadium service entry has not worked since Monday and has had no contact at any time with any sealed football-related areas. As per protocols, Marvel Stadium is COVID-safe cleaned daily and was cleaned on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesdays using approved chemical methods. Uh, again, as per the normal match day protocols introduced by the AFL player staff and the wider community, the stadium this morning received a full intensive COVID-safe sanitisation clean ahead of tonight's game. A second clean was then carried out this afternoon. The Department of Health and Human Services wrote to the AFL this afternoon saying they were satisfied that the stadium has undertaken all risk management protocols and the AFL also took steps to ensure that no one who worked the same shift on Monday with the stadium would be working at the stadium at all this weekend. Well, it's I mean, close so, call. as soon as the announcement come through, I sort of thought, well, how are they playing a game there this evening? But the, the one thing with the AFL, I mean, they're ahead of what a lot of businesses are in a lot of areas. They're working with the government on a daily basis with, with all these sort of things. So uh, do you think they are going to put at risk the whole competition, the whole finances of the AFL no. off the back of making a decision on one game. We've already seen that they cancelled one other game. If need be, they would have cancelled the game tonight. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Likewise. Let's go to all of the teams and we start with tomorrow night's game between the Pies and the Bombers. Normally the traditional Anzac Day clash, but for obvious reasons this year, that won't be happening on Anzac Day for the Pies. Good inclusions. Adam Trelaw back in. They've been really conservative with him, giving him the extra week and now he's right to go. Matt Scharenberg in, Travis Varco in, out goes Jeremy Howe with what looks to be a season-ending knee injury. Johnny Noble has been omitted and still side-bottom suspended for the next four games. For Essendon, Andrew Phillips, Jaden Laverde and Mitchell Hibbard coming in. Aaron Francis is out injured. Tom Bell Chambers has managed and Zach Merritt has been suspended. So good luck to the debutants for Essendon. Mitch Hibbard, formerly of North Melbourne, and Andrew Phillips, formerly of Carlton. Andrew Phillips is a... I think he's an honest backup, a, a player that you, uh, you know... I would sort of say is worthy of being on an AFL list as a backup ruckman. Only problem is he's got to come up against Brody Grundy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge task for him first up. And, uh, yeah, well done to Mitch Hibbert as well. Uh, the Collingwood Inns, this is why you need a deep list because they are almost the same player. So you go, Scharenberg, how? Now, I'm not saying whether they're as good, anything like that, because clearly you know, I was saying that uh, how and Sidebottom are almost... Well, if I was picking my All-Australian side, I would have had both of those Definitely. Yep. in my All-Australian side. Yep. So, um, But Sharon Berg for Howe is a like-for-like. Like. Trelaw and Sidebottom, you got another player to go through the middle, sort of like-for-like like to a degree. I mean, Sidebottom uses the ball better. Trelaw is more the dynamic outside run. And then Varco Noble, we know Varco can play at either end of the ground, so that's that set-up uh, half-back. So they've been able to balance decide very, very well for a couple of big losses. And you talk about their depth. Their emergencies for tomorrow night's game. Jack Madgen, Josh Thomas, Darcy Cameron and John Noble. So they're, they're four good footballers yeah. who would get a game in a lot of well, other teams. And you're going to need that as this season goes on. You need it for most seasons, but I think this season in particular, you know, we're going to lose a few along the way. I had somebody just off the SMS very quickly, Jack, sort of saying, well, hang on, you were talking about Sam Reid. Collingwood kept Ben Reid. What's the difference with that? I thought Collingwood went past Ben Reid. They went out and got Ruffy for the back half, made sure that Darcy Moore was playing there so that they had their two key positions in the back line secured up. Obviously had Cox uh, for the uh, for the front end. 
went and got my check for the front end, then went and got Darcy Cameron as, as the sort of the backup. So to me now, Reed is there as a backup player. I have no issue with you have somebody on your list that might be a, yeah, a bit in and out if they're backup, but when you are parking the you know and waiting for them to come in as Sydney are for Sam Reed, it just stops all your mechanisms. That makes a lot of sense. From an Essendon point of view, one thing they did really, really well last week was the tag team effort on Patrick Cripps, Kyle Langford and Jake Stringer, which I didn't expect Jake Stringer to play that role, but he did it very well. They went to work on Cripps and and minimised his influence as much as you can for someone that good. With side bottom out, is it absolutely Scott Pendlebury this week? Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they, they do or they don't. I mean, I would have thought that that's the, the likely one and, and see whether you can get something off them. Um, I go back to uh, the round one game. They did the same thing with Stringer and uh, Dylan Shield on Matt Fife. They did, yeah. And actually sort of hurting going the other way at, at times as well. So um, it, it's something that obviously they're, they're looking at to use as a little bit of a weapon for themselves. And... Yeah, the couple of times that I've seen it, it's worked reasonably well. Saturday afternoon, West Coast versus Sydney at Metricon Stadium from 1.45 Melbourne time for the Eagles. Jackson Nelson, Jake Waterman, Jeremy McGovern and Oscar Allen. McGovern was a late out last week. Jared Brander is out injured. Will Schofield suspended for his headbutt. Lewis Jetta and Tom Hickey have been omitted. For Sydney, Colin O'Reardon, Lewis Malik and Ryan Clark and Sam Gray coming in. Callum Sinclair is out injured. Sam Naismith, unfortunately, with another serious knee injury. Lewis Taylor omitted after kicking a, a three goals two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and Robbie Fox has also been omitted. Good luck to Sam Gray playing game 100. Uh, and the Langwaran Flyer, Luke Parker, playing game number 200. Yeah, well, with West Coast, obviously, they've just got uh, really sick of a couple of guys not sort of being able to perform. I mean, Tom Hickey come in last week for Oscar Allen. Tom Hickey goes straight back out. Oscar <laughs> yeah. Allen comes straight back in again. I don't think that they believe that they got anything particularly out of that one. And Lewis Jett has been the uh, obvious big omission there. I mean, you can be a good user of the football, but you've got to do everything else that's part of the game as well. And that's not always the case. Um, Sydney are just really struggling for big blokes. I mean, obviously, Naismith was, the, the, you know, the last one down, but, you know, we've spoken about their key forwards. It's just been a real battle for them to be able to straighten themselves up with anything that sort of really puts a, a forward line together. Does Lewis Taylor surprise you? Yeah, not much patience there, I must no. say. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, sometimes you uh, you might give a, a guy, you know, a two- or three-week grace, but uh, obviously not adhering to the way that they want to play the game. Uh, the game in re- that I was talking to in reference from a couple of weeks ago was against Essendon in round two. So yep. first game back, he kicked, he kicked three, uh, eight disposals and had very little influence on the game against the Western Bulldogs. But uh, there were a few in that camp. So that's the changes from a Sydney point of view. Geelong and the Gold Coast, 4.30. So the twilight game on Saturday. Harry Taylor and Quinton Narkel in for Geelong. Tom Atkins is out injured, as is Tom Stewart. Uh, good luck to Gary Ablett in game number 350, Joel Selwood in game number 300, uh, and Jack Henry playing his 50th as well. Sorry, Jack, but you, you won't be on the banner this week. And for the Gold Coast Suns, unchanged for the second week in a row. It's great, isn't it? I mean, it's just really good. I, and I don't expect the, the Gold Coast to uh, to come to Geelong and be able to win. Mind you, I didn't think Carlton could do the same thing a, a couple of uh, of weeks ago, but um, and they certainly got the job done. Can't remember the last time Geelong lost two in a row down there. Cats fans might be able to tell me when that was. But uh, certainly from uh, my point of view, I'm expecting Geelong to win with their milestones uh, as well. And well done to those two fantastic 
players for uh, for the Geelong Football Club, but more than that, for AFL football, they've been absolutely brilliant. Again, a side with depth that can... Stewart comes out, they bring Taylor back from uh, a rest. Uh, Atkins goes out injured, Narkle comes in, so it's a like for a like again. You're not having to flip your side around yeah. to try to uh, be able to balance it out. Round four and round 12, 2015. I just had there a quick go. look. So, there you go. Uh, but there's a lot of W's next to the uh, the column from a Geelong performance at Cadinia Park. Uh, the next game is Saturday night, Western Bulldogs versus North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. It's going to be a really good contest, this one, I reckon. Absolutely. For the Dogs, Eastern Wood, Josh Shackey, Lin Jong in, Aaron Norton out for a, uh, a period of time with an injury. Lewis Butler omitted after his debut. Sam Lloyd is also going to miss a chunk of footy for North Melbourne. To, North Melbourne. Ben Cunnington, Jamie McMillan back in. Jack Zebel will miss through injury. And speaking of lack of patience, Paula Hearn out of the North Melbourne team again. Yeah, well, it's a it's a rotating door for him. Uh, we only mentioned two weeks ago from Paul Ahern that it was really important that some of those next-tier uh, guys actually make it. For like a Paul Ahern. Like a Paul Ahern. Uh, I know he's injured, but Davies Uniaki, sort of similar um, from that, that point of view. Um, I think this could be a, an interesting game. They are very young now, North. I mean, they've got some really seriously uh, young players. And when I mean young, just inexperienced, you know, mm. you know between sort of uh, zero and five games. Uh, so that, that does make you very reliant on your top half of your team doing the job, your senior players doing the job. So that's what's so important for them to get Ben Cunnington back in. Obviously, uh, Jamie McMillan's in exactly the same boat, but you're losing Jack Zeeble out of the lineup at exactly the same time. Great for Bulldogs to get uh, Eastern Wood back because it was just starting to come a little bit deep. You know, you lose seniority when Wood was out. You had Jeray out. You had Dunkley out. Then last week you lose Norton and Lloyd. It just starts to bite a little bit deep. So to at least get one back when you're losing two is important. Josh Shackey's going to get an extended opportunity here. Well, he should do anyway yep. uh, with Aaron Norton missing, as I say, a chunk of footy. And you've got to find out. What do you want to see from him? What role are you looking for him to play? Uh, I thought the last season when he played, he was starting to become a little bit better of a competitor. Was that because he was higher up the ground? No, I just think uh, he he lost a bit of weight and sometimes it's just maturity. And sort of like talking a physical maturity because he's he's stronger and fitter, uh, but also a mental maturity that if I don't do this, I'm not going to make it. And this is my last... I had my first crack. It didn't work. This is my next crack. I'm probably not going to get a third opportunity. So with the ball in Josh Shackey's hands, I am extremely confident in the young man to get the job done. So that's whether he's up the ground delivering the ball inside forward 50 or that's shot at goal. Got no problems with Josh Shackey. Can he get the ball in his hands? Is he a competitive enough beast around the the ground and around the contest? That's what he's got to show us. Yes, and he's going to get a chance to do it, but it's up to him whether he takes it. News coming through from tonight, just being in my ear as we speak. The direct line from Marvel Stadium. Zach Fisher is out of tonight's game with Gastro. He was scheduled to come back in after missing 
through injury in round one, but he won't play. So Sam Philp, who made his debut last week, will come back into that Carlton oh, team. Sometimes I'm pleased I mean, that the young man gets another opportunity. He made a couple of mistakes early last week. Uh, he was spoken to by the coach at quarter time. Just calm down. Yeah. You know, calm the farm. So I'm actually pleased that he gets another opportunity to go out there. Unfortunately, it's at uh, Zach Fisher's expense. This one off the text. Terry, I want you to tell me how Bailey Scott doesn't get in North Melbourne's best 22. Uh, I, look, I still think he's been up and down when he's had his opportunities. I, I think he you know, obviously jumped onto the scene uh, with a lot of fanfare yeah. and plays you know, really good football in his first two or three games. Since then, he's come in and out and hasn't been as consistent. Personally, I still think he's better than a couple of the young kids who have now got an opportunity before. I don't know how he prepares himself. I don't know whether he does what these other young boys have done to get their chance. I mean, that's up the roof, sure, that side of it. But I think he's a better player than maybe two of the four kids that they've got running around at the moment. The other Saturday night game is going to be an absolute clinker. Brisbane versus Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Stefan Martin back for Brisbane after a couple of weeks away. Tom Berry coming back into the team as well. Archie Smith, who's been playing the, the backup ruckman for Steph Martin, is out of the team. And Dane Zorko, who came into last week's game with a little bit of Achilles soreness after mm. being a late withdrawal the week before, it pinged early, early-ish, I should say, in the game against Adelaide, and he'll miss now as well. Yeah, that hurts, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you've got such a good player and a dynamic player. Do we play him? Don't we play him? He wants to play, and, uh, you know, he's probably yeah, forcing the issue to a degree. I'm, obviously, they still won't play guys you know, if they don't yeah. medically think they're right, but uh, and then you lose them straight away. I mean, it really does hurt. Really interesting game, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We haven't had, we have not had one team in a hub beat a local side yet. Not one. No, so Port Adelaide are winning but they've been beating the other hub teams. They haven't actually, so the Gold Coast haven't lost and Brisbane haven't lost in, against the hub sides. This is the opportunity for Port Adelaide to do so. And before anyone says, what about the Gold Coast Suns? They beat him in round one, which was before any of this hub stuff Correct. went on. You see, this is why he does his homework. Correct. This is why he's the best in the business. 0433 98 11 16. To join us here on the match committee after 7 o'clock tonight, we will take you to Marvel Stadium for Carlton and St Kilda, Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell and Jordan Lewis, our call team for AFL Nation. And just confirming the news that has just landed, Zach Fisher out tonight for Carlton and Sam Philp will come back into the team. Stick with us on the Match Committee. Who's in? Who's out? The Match Committee. For the Mazda open road sale, now on. Who's in? Who's out? The Match Committee. For the Mazda open road sale, now on. It's the Match Committee around Australia. If you're just joining us, it's all thanks to Mazda and the open road sale. Discover great value across the entire Mazda range. It is on now. We'll take you to Marvel Stadium next hour for the game between the Saints and the Blues. Zach Fisher out with Gastro and Sam Philp coming back in for the Blues. Just before we go to the Sunday squads, Lewis is in Warnable. Lewis, thanks for your call. G'day, boys. What's on your mind? Um, about Essendon. About how they shaped up their team this week, I'd like your opinion on um, Zaharakis. Like, how, like, why is he still in the team? Like, I'd... Uh, Lewis, I, I, I know uh, Dave Zaharakis uh, fairly well and get on with him very, very well, but he is struggling. He's not going well. No, he's, he's really struggling at the moment, so he's definitely one that needs to, uh, to pick up his game and improve. I think probably because of what he's done for the club in the past, 
he's got a, a couple of credits, you know, up his uh, up his belt. But certainly, he will need to have a couple of good solid games if he's going to continue his spot in the team. He's just he's not winning the ball as much. He uh, seems to have lost a little bit of his dynamics. He just hasn't got the same burst. That he uh, that he once had. I don't think his depth in his kicking yeah. is a, quite as strong as what it's been in he the past. He looks sore, well. Yeah, he so, sore. Uh, so I think it's a reasonable and valid question you ask. Uh, 21 disposal he's averaged across his career, averaging 12, albeit they're shorter games this year. So numbers are down, but th- that's that's a long way down. I, as I said, it's a valid question and it has to pick up. It has to pick up quickly. Let's punch through Sunday for Adelaide. That's the first of three games on Sunday afternoon. We have changes for the Crows in Andrew McPherson, Ben Davis, Kyle Hardigan and, Hardigan and Matt Crouch into the squads. McPherson will be a debutant if selected for Fremantle. Bailey Banfield, Connor Blakely, Sam Sturt, Sean Darcy and Taylor Duman. And Nat Fife the only out at this stage. All I can say is why wouldn't you play a debutant if you're in Adelaide's position oh, yeah. at the moment? You, you play might your as, whole list. You might as well have a look at uh, what you've got. Matt Crouch is obviously the interesting one. No Bryce Gibbs again. Uh, Little one uh, on Twitter, was it, I think, uh, this week where he was... Said baggers, yeah. Bit of a wrap for the Blue Baggers getting a result on the weekend. Uh, interesting how that would have been taken by the uh, the Crows. Um, from my point of view, uh, I don't think Matt Crouch gets back into that side unless a similar type of player, which is his brother or a Rory Sloan, misses out because I think the dynamics of the side are just too slow with all of them in the same midfield. Melbourne and Richmond, 3.30 Sunday afternoon. Charlie Spargo, Luke Jackson, Mitch Brown, Oscar McDonald coming into Melbourne's squad. So Jackson and Brown, a couple of key tools there. And for Richmond, Daniel Rioli, Jack Graham, Jake Arts, Mabior Chol, Marlon Pickett, Noah Bolter and Ryan Garthwaite into the squad. David Asprey out injured. Sydney Stack and Jack Ross have been omitted. Yeah, I was a little bit... I thought Graham would stay in and Ross wouldn't last week, so I'm not shocked that that's uh, that way around. We both thought Sydney Stack was very, very lucky to keep his spot last week and didn't do anything to really say to us that he was um, secure enough in that position for this week. Bolter or Garthwaite uh, obviously are the ones who will replace Asprey. I'm hoping it's Bolter. I would... Just his dynamics as a player, you know, he's got real genuine speed. Whether he can put the whole part of his game together, he's he's more the athlete than the absolute natural footballer, whether he can get it together. But if he could, you know, you've got something that you can really mould there. So I'm, I'm banking on Bolter, but uh, Garthwaite's probably Garthwaite's the one who's more secure, more reliable. The bolter, you don't know what you're, <laughs> what you're actually going to get. Please, that Melbourne have finally, finally brought in another key position player. We'll have to wait to Sunday to see whether they actually play. Well, there could be two. They could play Jackson and Brown in the same team. Giants and Hawthorne Sunday night. This is going to be an absolute cracker to finish off, I reckon. Daniel Lloyd, Jai Caldwell, Lockie Keefe, Matt Bunting, Sam Jacobs, Tommy Sheridan into the squad. Sam Taylor and Zach Williams to miss through injury for the Giants. For the Hawks, Harry Jones, Harry Morrison, James Cousins, John Patton, and Paul Puopolo in Luke Bruce to miss uh, the next three to four with a broken jaw. And Harry Jones will be a debutant if selected. Yeah, well, I suppose I was thinking that Phil Davis might have been the one that was out and he flips around and Taylor is uh, the one that's out. So a key defender out. I think that they personally, I think that they can balance themselves up to be able to cover that okay. Williams will hurt them, but uh, equally... Equally, Bruce will hurt uh, Hawthorne. And you, know, you would think that with Bruce going out, Puopolo probably gets that opportunity to come back into that side. So they are the teams as they have landed across the night. 
Who are you tipping? Your all-important tips for Mazda and the open road sale. Discover great value across the Mazda range on now. Well, tonight I'm tipping St Kilda. I certainly give Carlton a, yep. ch- a chance to sort of take it to them, but I'm actually tipping St Kilda to win that game. I haven't got the games in front of me. Tomorrow night's game Collingwood. Is Collingwood. Yeah, I'll, I'm definitely going Collingwood. I'll even even the the outs, I still think they're a good enough squad. West Coast, Sydney, Saturday afternoon. No, I'm going West Coast. I just think that they've got more talent than all the big blokes out. Of Sydney. The Cats and the Suns at GMHBA? I think Geelong win at home and particularly with the circumstances of, of the night. Doggies North Melbourne? A 50-50 game, yeah. a danger game. Uh, I'm going the Bulldogs. Brisbane and Port Adelaide at the Gabba Saturday night? I'm going Brisbane in that game. I think that they can get a result at home and keep the hub sides at bay. Adelaide Frio? No, I can't pick oh, Adelaide. I'm going Fremantle. You possibly tip Even Adelaide. with that five out, Fremantle. Uh, Melbourne and Richmond, MCG? I'll stick with Richmond, but it, the trust is getting thinner. And the Giants and Hawthorne at, at Giants Stadium. Uh, GWS at home, I think. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Get the job done. If I'm looking for an upset, it's North Melbourne. Yeah, good call. Plough, you're a start. Thank you. Good on you, Jack. We're off to Marvel Stadium next. Jared's there alongside the pipe and Jordan Lewis. Who's in?